just be ready to to go as hard as you can. Don't be discouraged. Um, I think that there, like I said, there are a lot of things that can be discouraging, but know that what's for you will not pass you by and what's meant for you will be had. Um, if you are committed to something and dedicated to it, you're committed to growth, you're committed to impact, then I think that you'll, you'll touch and penetrate whatever market that you are entering in. And there are so many resources. Welcome to the Prince George's Daily. On this season, we will be taking a look at businesses and entrepreneurs in Prince George's County, getting insights into both the business process and the world of entrepreneurship. You will hear the stories shared by business owners and the entrepreneurs in the county, their challenges and their steps for success. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden. Today is January 2nd, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily, Heavenly Bee talks about the business of growth, financial growth, educational growth, and personal growth with a local entrepreneur and former radio host. Exactly how does one get from radio host to public servant to entrepreneur in Prince George's County? Find out right here on the Prince George's Daily with our Prince Georgian of the day, Ricky Jones. Check out that interview right after the weather. In today's weather, we can expect a high temperature in the mid-50s with the low tonight dropping down to the mid-40s with a 100% chance of rain tonight. Tomorrow, the rain clears a bit and temperatures will jump back up near 60 degrees before dropping back down to remain in the 50s over the weekend with an 80% chance of rain on Saturday. Sunrise this morning was at 725 and sunset this afternoon will come just before 5 o'clock. That's the weather for today, January 2nd, 2020. Stay with us after the interview for news with our own Lillian Torres. In today's news, Lillian Torres brings us three important stories for the new year. A dog-involved shooting investigation, changes at the Redskins front office, and get ready to get paid more in Prince George's County. But before that, here's Heavenly Bee with Ricky J, our own Prince Georgian of the day. Hey everybody, it's your girl Heavenly B here with the Prince George's Daily. And today I am in the studio with Ricky Jones, who I like to call Ricky J. Say hello <laughs> to my people. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Thank you for having me, Heavenly. I'm so happy to be here. It is my pleasure, girl. I'm excited about today. So we're going to get into this first by you letting my listeners know exactly who you are and a little bit about your background. Sure. So my name is, like Heavily said, Ricky O'Reilly Jones. I'm from the Washington, D.C. area. I started a career fresh out of not grad school, but undergrad in radio doing broadcasting. So it's lovely to see like the tables have turned. <laughs> I was sharing with Heavily before we came on air that, you know, I, I after working in radio for about six years, I found my voice and it was in policy making and working in government. And that translated to something that is very near and dear to me. Uh, finance. And so now, you know, I'm in the world of finance and launching recently my own startup. Which is so important, right, in this uh, climate and especially with our demographic people. Um, I feel like finance and financial literacy is so important. And so what better uh, place to be than a place of service and to serve the need of the community, right? Absolutely. And that's what, you know, that was the impediment for helping or 
the idea behind uh, V-Beta. Mm-hmm. And it was really like looking at the statistics that suggest that women and minorities, particularly, that they are risk averse and that they don't want to you know, get into finance. They don't know what they don't know, really. There's a yeah. whole new language that you have to learn, a jargon. And so kind of like trying to eliminate some of those those myths about finance is kind of what we're dedicated to. Awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit more about the actual services that you provide with your company, Vibeta. Yeah, so it's V-Beta. Oh, V-Beta. It's, it's a play on the French word V, which is life, and beta, which is a financial term, so it's a measure of a stock's volatility. So what we say is we help investors to navigate stock market volatility so they can have um, financial security, so a life of financial security, rather. Awesome. And so some of the services, we our program design is three-tiered. So we provide a curriculum for new-to-experienced investors, and then we host monthly events because you really don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So we have, you know, monthly events so like-minded in- individuals can come together and just, you know, talk stuff, talk shop. Um, and then the third event is community. Um, we have an exclusive V-Betas members-only events that we have so that you can really, like, get to know some of the trade secrets that I put up air quotes because, you know, it's just really just people that are experts, at, people at all levels, really, just speaking, like, hey, these are the investments I'm investing in. What are you investing in? Yeah. And and the reality is that every every um, industry has trade secrets. <laughs> So you do <laughs> want to get to events like this if you want to put yourself at an event at a at an advantage in whatever industry you're in. Absolutely, Pro- promise that. I tell people that even with the beauty industry, oh y'all don't want to go to trade shows? Great, let me keep making the money then <laughs> because things shift so much and new things come up. Um, so you told me how you got the um. No, you did not tell me how you got the idea of going into your own company. You told me that you went into the government. Mm -hmm. But what made you say, okay, look, I'm about to transition. I want to start my own. I'm excited. And tell me what that feeling was like. Well, it, you know, starting something new, pursuing a new challenge could be both exciting and, like, nerve-wracking at the same time because you're entering a space that is unknown. And also there are new financial elements, you know, because you have to front a cost to start your business. But the motivation for it was just, you know, being a, per- a student of finance and also talking to women, talking to minorities, talking to people that look like me and realizing that there is this huge interest despite what Mm -hmm. the statistics say that we are otherwise risk adverse. And, you know, when in retirement, people, they don't necessarily have the funds and the cash on hand they need to to survive in retirement. So that was the motivation. It's like, okay, we see V-Beta as a solution to the problem at hand and we can really help to create generational wealth for, you know, Absolutely. You're talking my language. That's That's been on my mind so much <clears throat> recently. It's just about legacy. I've always, if you know you know me, other people have known me, I've always kind of been a forward thinker, always wanting to like break barriers, and my motivation for that has always been legacy. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it's like hitting me at a different level now, mm-hmm. like where, all right, we got to get these finances set up in a certain way where not just my children, but my children's children will Absolutely. be able to benefit from that. So. I don't think it's a coincidence that you're here today. Uh, won't do it. <laughs> won't. <it? laughs> um, so, have you always been entrepreneurial, or do you feel like entrepreneurship kind of found you? 
Uh, definitely more the latter. So, no. <laughs> My father, God bless him, he recently retired after 33 years in uh, as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur. And I often saw all of his challenges. And I was always like, I don't want that life. I need the steady income. But like I said, the more I started talking to people, the more I became a student of finance, of the stock market, the more energized I became. And I saw people around me becoming energized. And so the only... You know, the thing, only thing that made sense to me was like, we got to do this right mm-hmm. now because there's a need for it. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back for a minute. Tell me, you kind of hinted at where you started, where we met, mm-hmm. but tell me what the picture of your dream occupation was when you first <laughs> left high school. <laughs> picture? It was working in Paint radio. It. it was working in radio. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Leaving high school, that is, but you know, being so young, that that kind of changes, that yeah. shifts. But it was definitely like it was more entrepreneurial in nature. Now that I look back, mm-hmm. I wanted to work, ha- make my own schedule, and to a certain extent, you could do that in radio. Mm-hmm. And it looked nothing like it does now, <laughs> I'd say. Um, because, you know, as an entrepreneur, a lot of people think, you know, while I do work 60 plus hours a week in trying to get this at scale, I also work a 40 plus hour a week at a job that pays my bills right now. Mm-hmm. So Woo! there's a lot of balance and a lot of commitment. Girl, are you still sane? <laughs> <laughs> people don't know the, the what you really go through to build a business. And so that's one of the reasons why we made it our business to speak highlight that um, aspect of things this season because as glamorous as it is (laughs) quotes um, there is a whole other side of that that's going to take some sacrifice and that sacrifice is listen I got to work until this thing can fully take care of my my, my lifestyle absolutely right (laughs) okay so what have been the most rewarding parts? First, when did you start the company? So we were in ideation for about two years formally. We are really bootstrapping. We launched April of this year. Okay. So things are definitely still coming together. April is a lucky month. That's our birthday month. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, in these past, what, six or so months, mm-hmm. what has been the most rewarding parts of the journey? So some of the outcomes of our, our earliest polling, um, being able to look at the data um, and seeing that of the out of 75 people polled, both men and women, so men represent some of the minority investors uh, and women of all races and ethnicities, of those 75, 80 to 93 percent of them reported that a higher financial literacy post attending a V-Beta event. So that is hugely rewarding. Like we're in this for for growth and impact and that to us right now is impact. Awesome, I love it. Okay, now, you know we must go to the other end of the spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) What have been the most challenging aspects of uh, running a business? Mm, They're they're numbered. (laughs) Yeah, break it down. Um, I definitely say that you know, just getting started. Some of the startup costs can certainly be a challenge, but also 
um, the hours that we mentioned already, like the 60 plus hours on one end and, and the startup and then the 40 plus hours is just trying to be like a normal human being performing yeah. at your the job that pays your bills. And then also like there you can oftentimes get distracted, right? Like you look at other businesses that are in market and you're like, wow, wow, that business is doing this. But some of the really great advice that I got early on was, you know, people that are doing what you're doing, operating financial literacy, that's market validation. Mm -hmm. And so early on when we were identifying our mission and vision, we, we had to really hash out what our value proposition was going to be. And I think that we've been able to do that successfully and narrowing our scope and while still, you know, penetrating the market. So are you part partnered with someone and how many partners do you have? So I have one other partner. Uh, his name is Pierre Gorm. He is the chief financial accountant. So mm -hmm. it's wonderful, like not having to do this by myself, but also being able to do it in partnership with somebody who is smart and knows the industry as well, if not better than I do. Amazing. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. What advice now that you're in this thing, you got your foot in the door and you're doing it. Like what advice would you give someone who comes to you and says, Ricky, I want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> like what steps w would you advise them to take and what mindset would you advise them to have before entering into it? Just be ready to, to go as hard as you can. Don't be discouraged. Um, I think that there, like I said, there are a lot of things that can be discouraging, but know that what's for you will not pass you by and what's meant for you will be had. Um, if you are committed to something and dedicated to it, you're committed to growth, you're committed to impact, then I think that you'll, you'll touch and penetrate whatever market that you are entering in. And there are so many resources through uh, SBAs, there's small business development centers, the women business centers. There's so many resources available to entrepreneurs these days that, you know, if you need the counseling, you need the capital, the assistance is there. It's really you being motivated enough to get there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and also, I think um, it's, it's really about you seeing the big, bigger picture. I always tell you, you have to be a visionary. You have to in this thing <laughs> because I don't know. Have you have you reached any of those rocky patches yet? Because it's still pretty early where you're like, uh, did I under this, or that hasn't hit you yet. Something. I mean, <laughs> as an entrepreneur, to be real, to be transparent, every day, right? Yeah, it's like every day. It's like, am I doing this right? Like, is my branding off? Is my mark like all of these things we think about? And I think another one of the things that I wish that I had have known like earlier is the the poll early and just continue to poll. Mm -hmm. So that's a great way that we discover it later on to, to win grants. And that's money that we don't have to pay back. So yeah, we have some data now, we have some points, but if we had started like two, three years ago when we were really thinking about this, how much data would we have had and how much more support financial, financial assistance would we have had yeah. um, to date? So yeah, poll early poll often people. <laughs> so tell me how important it is to... Um, have a niche for us it's it's been pivotal and i think that our business model exists on having and operating within a particular niche um that's for us that's for our game plan and that's not to say that every you know other people can't do it differently i've seen very broad based concepts and they seem to be doing very well um I, it's really in your market and the people that you're really trying to penetrate and it could exist in a broad or a narrow niche. Okay. 
How do you, Ricky, define success? Let me ask that question again. Because <laughs> How do you define success? For me, it's, you know, a lot of people say that it's money. And, you know, I want to make X amount of dollars by X amount of time. Um, and while money is important, I think that for for me, it's really growth. I, I want to continue to be a student of finance, a student of the stock market, and then the impact that we're making with that, right? So we are an entrepreneurial and educationally based firm. So how are the students and the participants of VBeta, are they learning and are they learning at scale? So how do you stay um, connected with your students? <clears throat> so again, it's the polling, the polling early, polling often. It's there's polling after the class. We also have, um, you know, they can contact me anytime if they want to have another consultation. You know, we can schedule monthly, weekly consultations. Mm-hmm. Depends on really their need. Yeah. But also at our events that we hold monthly, and also a part of the the V Beta community. Okay. Sounds good, because I'm one of those people that always got questions, so <laughs> I just want to make sure somebody's going to answer them. <laughs> okay, so you can choose which you would like to focus this question on, either yourself or the business, although I would prefer to know about you. Okay. <laughs> what does the next five years look for um, look like for your journey? Oh, man. Personally, like I can't even I, these days. I can't you know, talk I'm about just, myself without this business. <laughs> well, that's a part of it. If you can include that, but I just okay. Let me just preface this by saying <laughs> I do this with most people that come on, but especially with people I know because I am just one of those people that have the gift of stretching people to dream bigger than they are even comfortable dreaming Mm. and to speak it, right? Mm. So we'll have these things in our mind that we want to do, but I'm not going to say it. (laughs) And I make people say it. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to hear what you would imagine your next five years to look like. And then who knows, maybe I'll be able to play this back when you manifest all of it. Amen. I'm all about manifestation. So uh, the next five years is definitely V-Beta is at scale. It's self-sufficient. It's tech-enabled. Uh, people are using it on their phone as an app, and we're having events internationally. So I, I don't see myself outside of this space. It's really like we're operating. Our program design is operating on all cylinders, and I may or may not be U.S. based at that time. So it's really like, how do we launch this thing to make it so self-sufficient, you know, stateside that we can continue to have events and do things at scale internationally? That's dreaming big, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And to me, it's just it's not unattainable. That's why I love when people speak it because I think we don't speak stuff because we think, oh, this might be too much. No. <laughs> it's attainable. No, it's going to take some work ethic behind it, but oh, yeah. you got this. And plus, when you're in alignment, it all comes together. Um, how can we connect with you online and on social media? Because I know that everybody can can get a tune-up if they already have um, a certain level of financial literacy. And if they don't, they can get the tools they need from you. So where can we connect with you? For sure. So like I said, we are doing a re-relaunch of our website. We're bootstrapping, but you can find us at vbeta.com. That's V-I-E-B-E-T-A.com. Um, also, you can follow us on our brand new IG page. I told y'all we are getting it to scale. The social media and marketing has been a struggle, but we're there. At, that's also at VBeta. 
And if you just want some a consultation and want to reach out to me, it's Ricky, R-I-K-K-I, at vbeta.com. Email me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and being a part of our podcast. Um, until tomorrow, it's been your, guy, your girl, Heavenly B. Good day.
Hi Prince George's County, I am Lillian Torres and here is the latest news for today. A police officer in Maryland has been placed on leave after he shot a dog during an investigation. Prince George's County Police said in a statement Monday that the incident occurred in the Washington suburb of Oxon Hill. Police have responded to a home shortly after 3 a.m. in response to a report of dispute. A large dog had run out of the home and toward the officers. Police said one of the officers shot the dog out of fear for his safety. The dog received emergency care and was listed in stable condition. An investigation is ongoing. Maryland's minimum wage is rising to $11 an hour. The increase from $10.10 is one of the state's new laws taking effect Wednesday. The minimum wage for companies with 15 or more employees will have future increases over the next several years and reach $15 in 2025. The wage for companies with 14 or fewer employees also goes up to 11 Wednesday. Companies with 14 or fewer employees will be required to pay $15 an hour in 2026. Another new law taking effect Wednesday requires authorities to test rape kits. Lawmakers also set aside $3.5 million to help local police departments pay to test them. Bruce Allen has been relieved of his duties as president of the Washington Redskins, owner Dan Snyder said in a press release early Monday morning. As the season concludes, Bruce Allen has been relieved of his duties as president of the Washington Redskins and is no longer with the organization, Snyder said in a press release. Like our passionate fan base, I recognize we have not lived up to the high standards set by great Redskins team, coaches, and players who have come before us. As we reevaluate our team leadership, culture, and process for winning football games, I am excited for the opportunities that lie ahead to renew our singular focus and purpose of bringing championship football back to Washington, D.C. Allen's departure comes after a dismissal season in which the Redskins won just three games. Bruce Allen served as a president and general manager of the Redskins for 10 years. During this time with the team, the Washington Redskins went 62-96-1. Throughout the season, the fan base continued to call for his removal. Fairfax County Police have released the identity of a Maryland man who died in a construction site accident in McLean on Monday morning. They say Nelson Aguilar Salamanca, 55, was working as a subcontractor at the site in the 1600 block of Capital One Drive when rebar that was being hoisted in the air by a crane fell and struck him. Aguilar Salamanca was taken to a local hospital where he died. No one else was injured in the accident. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres. Have a happy new year! This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu.
The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly B, Maude Desai, David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roten. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.